Hey friends, Pastor Freddie T here, pastor of Real Life Church. Hey, if you've never been to Real Life on a Sunday morning, would you be my guest this coming Sunday? I want to personally invite you to come gather, worship with us, experience real life in the flesh. Uh, Be my guest this Sunday. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're getting you ready for summer. It's coming in blazing hot and uh, hope you're ready for it. Uh, Enjoy the podcast today and we'll see you soon. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, JV. What's up? Hey, man. How are you today? I'm doing great. Yes, doing great. Did you do anything interesting this week so far? Uh, yes, let's see. Today is Tuesday. Today is afternoon. Tuesday afternoon. Justin Kleinard said he really likes us doing it in the afternoons. He does. <laughs> did he tell you? Did he message you? I didn't you? see it. Sat now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yes. wasn't there Sunday. I would listen to, uh, I listened on YouTube. Um, the worst thing about YouTube is you can't click your phone off. Clicks the service off. What do you mean? Oh, you can't like... You have to keep that sucker running. You've got it in your pocket. So oh, I was out of town yeah. and I was trying, I was on the go and... So I was trying to keep yeah. my phone from like switching screens, yeah. and uh, so I got the first first part of the service, five minutes of your sermon. Of course, I listened to the podcast. So, so where were you? We were just went to Nashville for a couple nights with the kids. Uh, yeah. Both of you went, all four of us. I thought Rachel was doing no, her own thing. Rachel and... was going to do her own thing this week, and I said I'm going to miss y'all too much, and so I said let's just push it to the weekend and. Y'all can, you know, not skedaddle off and leave me alone for a nice three end nights. of school That's celebration right. for That's your kiddos. Right. So, how'd it go? We had a good time. We good. did. It was a good start to the summer and uh, kind of a break between school and because you know summer for those people that are staying home with the kids now, it's a huge transition. Susan, are they? They're pretty close to getting out, aren't they? Yes. Yes, yes. This week. Yes. Last week of school is this week. Okay. Well, Clarksville Christian School in the last week, everybody's like, how do they end up so early? I was like, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, Rachel's transitioned back home now, and she's all in it to win it with the kids. So, yeah, we wanted to have a little transition time with the family. So, good, it was, man. It was good. What'd you do today? Anything interesting? Yes. Well, tell yes. me about it. Well, I had some meetings in Brentwood, and those were, those were good. Uh, but this morning... I had the great privilege of being on a Zoom call with a group of pastors in Thailand. Thailand. When you said you were going to you train some Thailand pastors, I wondered if you did it by Zoom or by face to face. Yeah. A friend of ours was, was the student pastor at our church in Arizona. Okay. And he went with the International Mission Board. Uh, and as he and his family, four kids, wow. to Chiang Mai, Thailand. And uh, that he has mastered the language. You know, they got back here and weren't able to return um, as quickly because of COVID, but they're back. He's killing it, going for it. And um, anyways, uh, he set, he's setting up this once a month prayer uh, ministry with the pastors. He's pulling them together and he's getting somebody from the States to do a short Bible study through a translator and uh, you know I've preached through translators before, like in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Have you ever have you ever preached through a translator? Mm-hmm. Really amazing, 
really made uh, Daniel Cox over there has. He's shaking his head. He has. Uh, so, man, it was, I just, uh, there's something special, something special when you get to stick your big toe in God's work on the other side of the world. Yeah. And, um, and I just have so much admiration for our friend that's over there raising his kids in Thailand and, and approximately you know, what age, not the kids, but the... he's about my age. Okay. Yeah. 44 ish. He's, he, he might be a year older or younger, but. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that was early this morning, and then off to the meetings, and that's being all in. Back that's here impressive. with you. Yeah. That's yeah. It was great. great. They're they're doing great. Yeah. That's how's good. how's today been for you? Good. It's been fine. You said pretty full. Just a full day. It's a good day. Taking dominion keeps you busy, out yes. of trouble. I love that phrase. You know where I get that phrase? Uh-uh. The Book of Genesis. Oh. Take dominion. Oh, you meant take dominion. I think you meant what? What phrase did you? Yeah, think whatever I just said. I forgot yeah, that yeah. I said. Yeah, that's uh, one twenty-seven. When he gave oh, us, look at there. Well, that's when he gave us our horizontal duty to take care of his creation, have dominion over it. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, what else we got? Graduation. So I missed, as I said, I missed Sunday. It was graduation. Uh, ceremony day, whatever, and uh, how many do we have? Uh, Approximately, I don't know five? how many we had, but five? it was. Uh, we probably had like five high schoolers, five okay. post high schoolers. Uh, it was really awesome because you had everything from like high school all the way to traditional adults completing their degrees, all the way to people completing their doctorates. Wow! Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, really, really cool. And Sam did it upright. You know, Sam led the moment and just led okay. the church to cheer you know like he said this is not your kids graduation where we're going to be respectful you know we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna really go for it you know so do you remember your graduation fred yes i do that's a long time time ago i graduated northeast high school in 1996 the go eagles that's right uh the reason that i remember it is i i was gifted a cell phone for graduation oh wow and my brother-in-law scott samuels we were in the dunn center over Uh at austin p yeah he was up in the nosebleeds and he he called me on the on the cell phone and I had it in my pocket while somebody's giving a speech. <laughs> didn't know how to turn it off. Oh, I didn't want to turn it off. Oh. I was like, I, I I totally answered that thing in the middle of this girl's speech. Oh, and like wow. the first two rows in front of me, like turn around and look at me, you know. And it's like not like I don't know, but probably none of them had cell phones. I don't know. You know, not many of us had cell phones then. So that would in have been nineteen ninety six. Six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't even remember what it looked like, but Scott called and he's like, hello, you know, and, uh, yeah. So 1996 graduation. How there did you, you have go. graduate? Do you remember? Uh, I class? think it was like 350 ish. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe there's a, they, they took a, they, it's funny. It's just thinking about this. They, they took a, um, they took a photo of my senior class like, I guess from a helicopter. I guess it was from a helicopter. Like in a field, you're sitting in a field and you're all looking up or something? Yeah. yeah. But now they would do it, like, in a drone. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so I came across this. Let me see if I can find this thing. I came across this list. Yeah, there it is. Nope. Where is it? I'm going to see if I can. Okay. Listen to this. Listen to this list. I, I stumbled upon this the other day online. Things that didn't exist 15 years ago. Are you ready for this list? Mm-hmm, I'm ready. iPhones, Instagram, TikTok, Bitcoin, WhatsApp, Zoom, 
Uber, Airbnb, iPad, Facebook Messenger, Snapchat, Kindle, DoorDash, Chrome, Slack, Twitch, the App Store, Fitbits, Dropbox, AirPads, Venmo, Pinterest, Samsung Galaxy, Netflix Streaming, FaceTime, Lyft, Square, I don't know what that one is, and then Alexa. Don't say it too loud, she'll answer. And none of that existed 15 years ago. You just had everybody that's listened to it there at their home have Alexa to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so if you don't know what all those things are, that's okay. I didn't know what all those things were either. But which, that one did, be, which one stuck out to you? What's that? I don't know what that you is. You don't know what WhatsApp is? I don't know. Really? I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it does. I'll show you what WhatsApp is. It's like a text app. Okay. Where you like, so like um, I was texting with my buddy in Thailand yeah. on the WhatsApp. So you do it kind of through the internet. It's kind of text yeah. through the internet. Yeah. Say through yes. your cell phone service. Exactly. I got it. 2007, that would have been. I don't even remember. 15 years ago. The, the, none of those existed 15 years ago. That would have been 2007. When did you graduate, Jonathan? I graduated in 1990. What do you remember about it? I remember the big hoopla was, do you throw your hat or not? And we had the principal at the time, and we had vice principal at the time. We had every teacher say, do not throw your hat. I don't remember even who spoke. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think it was the governor at the time, Ned Ray McCorda. Uh, anyway, so I was uh, a very obedient student <laughs> for all my high school year. Studied hard and tried to do my best and very, you know, by the book. And so I was like just showing my rebelhood. So I'm like we had some guys and other girls. We were going to throw our hats when it was all over. And so it comes to the end. It literally, the only thing I remember about this this day was I threw my hat. Literally, it was like one of five people that threw their really? hat and nailed somebody in the head. Wow. It was awful. It was awful. You were one of five. Like one of five or ten. It's like threw your hat. 285 probably, I think it was in our class. I see. I always forget you taught at Clarksville Academy. Uh, this is Clarksville High School. I know. You, you graduated Go from Clark- So I like... Like, in my mind, I was thinking you graduated from CA. Your wife graduated from CA. Yeah, so Jay, you graduated Jay and Richard. No, yeah, I graduated yeah. Clarksville. I was Barksdale, Richard Clarksville, 1990 Wildcat graduate. Uh, and then I started teaching uh, Sunday school. I mean, teaching at the academy three years later at high school. And then during that, at the end, I started teaching Sunday school at my previous church. So when I see somebody, I saw somebody like three weeks ago at a, an event at, at school, and I knew I knew them, and I knew it was high school. I just didn't know which high school it was. I didn't know it was the one I went to, the one I taught, or the one at church. So uh, anyway, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But yeah, we drove off to Memphis that afternoon to go to me and, my, me and Wally were going to Memphis State. So it was, uh, it was, it was a memorable day. So you, when you graduated high school, you started at Memphis State? We left that same day, drove down to Memphis to look at the campus, and and came back tucked-tailed about December the same year. Yeah, you guys both started at the same time mm-hmm. at Memphis. We're always at Austin P, and we came. Okay, went to Memphis State together. Did you room together. We've got a little apartment together, room together, and we came home semester deep. Never so happy to go back to Austin P in my diet. Wow! Yeah. And did you graduate from Austin P? Austin P, nineteen ninety four. Yep. How did you feel when you graduated from Austin P versus? graduated high school do you remember yeah i think i think the one thing that i think the high school is such a big deal because it is it's the rite of passage and it's the big transition for some not for all 
whether you go to college or whether you go to junior college, four-year college or junior college, whether you go to a trade school, whether you just go work. Right, right. Or you just figure out what you're going to do with life, whatever yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. I mean, it's such, unless you had already had a, had a situation where you already had to leave the home, and some people have that, it's your first time that you, you get your wings out real wide and you see what you can do on your own. Yeah. You become this new person. I was having a conversation with a gentleman last week about driving the car for your first time. It's such a freeing experience. This gentleman's seen a lot in his life, and he say, he still says driving the car was his most like most independent moment of his life. Yeah. And I think when you transition from high school to the next step, yeah. I think it's just a it's such a – I would almost say an awful thing to do at 17, 18 <laughs> – because, you know, some people are just not there. I wasn't there. I, I mean, educationally, I was there. You know, emotionally, I figured I was fairly stable. But I just wasn't ready to make the step. Okay. And I don't know why. Maybe I just prepared myself. And so that's one thing that Rachel and I work on every day. I'm, They're yeah. only 11, but I'm still working on it. Well, of getting your kids ready. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah getting, what, getting a mindset. Without taking too deep of a dive, mm-hmm. what, what would you point to and say, I wasn't ready in this area? Well, uh, emotionally break from family. Got it. Yeah, and from a church. Yeah. I became very close to three or four people yeah. in my church, and, I, you know, went to a great church when I went down to Memphis, and I just wasn't I wasn't ready to make the break. Yeah, there's no place like home. There isn't. Yeah. And even if I moved out of home, I stayed at home most of my college years um, and lived downstairs. But, you know, just wasn't when I was a senior. I guess I was so focused on academics, I just didn't prepare myself emotionally. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, graduation is a big, especially high school graduation. It's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, big transition. So, for those who are going out there, just graduated, you know, people pray for them a lot. Pray for them hard. They probably need it. Yes. Connect with them. Encourage them in their walk with the Lord. Um, there's a there's a great book, Daniel. We should include these in the in the show notes. I stumbled upon a new book, and I can't call I can't recall the title. But it's the idea is kind of like like maintaining your faith in the university setting. So we'll we'll do a little link to that book. But it's a really it's a really good book for graduating seniors and such. And so well, it's such a great time for those and even those who graduate college. So your the question was, I think high school because it was such a transition. College, I was ready. I knew what I was. I kind of knew what I was going to do, so I was ready to go. And I think when I finished that, I knew my direction in life. And you kind of made your emotional new platforms, if that makes sense. What All right, you? so let's just celebrate you for a second. You graduated CHS? CHS 1990. You Austin, graduated Austin P? 1994. And then where else did you graduate? Nashville School of Law in 2000. Nashville School of Nashville Law School with of what? 2000. It's Doctor of Jurisprudence. Say it again? Doctor of Jurisprudence. It's called a JD. How, how did I not know that you were Dr. Jonathan Vinson? Because uh, I don't call myself Dr. Jonathan Vinson. I, how did I not know this? Doctor. I, I don't know. Because I think you're doctors, doctor is mostly medical doctor. Maybe a doctor if you're a professor. You, but you're a doctor? Yeah, every lawyer is a doctor of jurisprudence. Really? Uh-huh. But no, does anybody call other lawyers a dental, doctor? A dentist is a doctor. Well, I know that. Dental I surgeon. knew that. But do other people call do, den, uh, uh, no. lawyers doctors? Few, but none. So like Mark Rassus at church, he's doctor, a doctor. Doctorate of jurisprudence. Oh. Yeah, every every lawyer's got a doctor of jurisprudence. Dr. J V. There it is. Okay. Uh yeah, so you, I'll ask you the question. So high school or college? You you graduated in ninety six from Northeast High School. And yes. then and then Martin? Yes. U T Martin. Went to U T Martin. And when'd you graduate? Two thousand. Okay. Yeah. With a with the BA in communications. And then you started Southern soon thereafter-ish? A year, a year after. Well, let's see. 
graduated in December. Yep, a full year after. I think I was a little more like uh, um, really, really excited at high school graduation. I think, I, I mean, clearly I was excited for college graduation, but I don't think with the same fervor that I was with high school, kind of like what you were saying. But I was, I, I knew I was going to seminary, but also knew I was like taking a break. So like the break didn't hold like all the adventure of what was ahead. I moved home, lived with mom and dad, worked on staff at our home church as the middle school minister for nine months, and then went on this worship experience tour with passion That's right. and where I was a roadie. And that was amazing. That turned out amazing. And then I started at uh, Southern Seminary the next January. So January of 2002, and you gra- I started and you seminary, graduating in 2007. Okay. Uh, there were some some semesters I like took one class to save up for an engagement ring. And one semester I was living in New Jersey. Susan and I, I don't had just think that's married. uncommon. Maybe it is. I know Wally just did. Just spread it out like that. Yeah, yeah Wally did right. the same thing. He would go yep. and then he would take two or three classes to you know work part-time or full-time yeah. at, at church somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it, it's fun. I tease my kids uh, because I, I've always looked up to my sisters, you know, and I've always kind of thought they're, you know, both a little sharper than me, you know, you know especially Christy, let's, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but in my family, I've, like, uh, I have the highest level of education. Master's of master's Divinity. Degree, master's of Divinity. It was a 90-plus hour master's degree. Now, they have Master's of uh, of arts mm-hmm. in various studies, and that's like a sixty-hour yep. degree. Um, but I, it, it's kind of fun, you know. Whenever, whenever they're dogging on dad, you know, I, I can always pull that one out of the <laughs> pull that one out of the out of the purse and say, "Well, you know, your father is, you know, has the highest degree of education of anyone in our family." You know, uh, so well, if you've been listening, <laughs> I think the point of all this, we took a deep dive into this, was one to get to know us better, but. Uh, I think it is just very important. So if you know those people are graduating, it's just a big transition, whether it's college to a job or whatever. Uh, be around and encourage and pray for them. That's right. Congrats, graduates. Yes. You've worked hard. Way to go. And uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not in your own understanding, and he'll make your paths straight. Great. JV. Jesus and Zacchaeus, you called him Zach. Yeah. So let's uh, dive into some Luke 19, Jesus, maybe a little bit. Maybe look at your sermon. Yeah. Maybe take a break. All right. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. And we are back. So um, Luke 19 always called him Zacchaeus. I think you didn't. You called him Zacchaeus. Isn't it funny how I always called him Zacchaeus? But we got the little song. Did you sing the song? Sure. I think you did. I can't remember now. You're sad I didn't include the song in the sermon, aren't you? 
You, but you didn't sing it in the sermon. That's no, what I was asking. No, that I did not include the song. That's in the right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was telling Rachel, she didn't get to, she may have listened to the sermon by now, but I think we talked about it um, I just, Monday. you know, like that would have been great for like the church crowd. But I just, you know, it's like I try not to use too much like church uh-huh. stuff that would, yeah. that somebody is not accustomed to church, you know, would know. So you start singing a kid song about Zacchaeus, you know, and, People that have never been to church, like you just immediately like distance them from your message. You know what I mean? No, I got feel like yeah. they've left out and missed the most yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't remember. So I did songs. think about singing the song. Zacchaeus but then, was a wee little man. That's right. Yeah, made, yeah, sing it, JV. No, I, I can't remember it. So Zacchaeus anyway, was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. He climbed up a sycamore tree for the Lord to see. Yeah. Something like and that. Jesus said, I don't remember. Yeah. That's it. I guess what he well, said. Come, come on down. Come down. Zacchaeus, come, come down. on down. Hurry down. I'm going to your house today. <laughs> going to your house today. I don't know. I don't know how it goes. So, so uh, what was what was funny was you know we I've talked about this and we've talked about the lullaby effect a little bit that when you hear Jesus Zacchaeus you've already got it nailed. You already know what it says. You know what the song whatever it is, and it tends to you just kind of put your mind on neutral. So what I was trying to do, knowing that you're probably going to preach on this. I did read it this weekend, was try to look at a different... I don't know that I got a different perspective um, on Zacchaeus. Uh, I did listen. I knew your points. And you could, you know, I think the question we kind of ask each other is, what hit you? What did you take away from this story? We talked about context. Context is king, as you say. Um, this is kind of in between a few little events and then a very big events really coming up. And that's the Palm Sunday event where Jesus triumphantly enters Jerusalem, supposedly as the next king, um, at least the, the king they thought they would be. And then you've got Bartimaeus last week with the blind, healing his blindness. And then we, we jump on Jesus and Zacchaeus about he was a rich man. He was the head tax collector, which means there were other tax collectors in Jericho. And so, and I think you went through what tax collecting was a little bit, but in essence, Rome wanted to collect taxes. He was the collection agency, and sometimes they may have gotten what I call a boot in the middle. Maybe it was three bucks they had to give away. He went seven. And so I think the tax collectors weren't looked nicely upon because they see them as not just greedy, but maybe a little bit as thieves and robbers a little bit under the pretenses the Roman government could do that. So kind of a government agent to steal your money in a way. Um, that is an... Excellent description. Yeah. Well, so, and I think about, you know, if you watch The Chosen, this is what my mind went to, by the way. If you've watched The Chosen, we talked about The Chosen app, Matthew, and how he was completely scorned yeah. by most of the Jewish people at the time, because he was Jewish, and he was collecting on his own people. Yeah. And even, I think, if you remember, Peter struggles with Matthew, at least for the first two seasons, struggles with trusting him, struggles with relationship with Matthew, yeah. because he felt like he was a thief and a robber. Yeah. And um, and so I guess that's kind of where I took away from it, and that all of a sudden Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, I mean, he must have known and heard the rumors about this Jesus, as Bartimaeus must have heard. The big crowds with him headed to Jerusalem through Jericho. Yeah. And wants to get ahead of it, and just because he's a short man, he still got it up there. So, yeah. uh, and he, you know, and as you said, you made a big point, and I'm going to let you hit that one. But you know, I don't know that Jesus had been to Jericho that many times to know the head tax collector by name. Um, not probably because he had to collect against Jesus, but he called him by name when he saw him, which was just 
which is really just a beautiful thing. And I think you went through that. I think you did the name things, which is funny, about the unibrow. I think that's what you were saying. You had a unibrow. That um, didn't have anything to do with the name, though. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. You said it was like your name was Uni something. or No, 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 no. I was talking about physical. Like when you're, oh, I thought that was you. When I you're ridiculed you for your physical oh, you I, know, appearance. I thought they said they called you a name. Well, they had a song. That's what they I was a, thinking. Yeah, they had a song where they made fun of my unibrow. So either way, I, just, I, I think it's just really special because it kind of brings us back. I think on this side of the Gospels, we see Jesus the way he is, but to see him on the other side of the Gospels, this was such a revolting thing for the Pharisees to see, that he could stop and help sinners, help blind people. There was bigger concepts ahead. We had the Roman government to overthrow, and for him to stop, see Zacchaeus, tell him to come down, and then actually go to his home. Um, and then, of course, the response from Zacchaeus was just phenomenal. You mentioned the Pharisees. I'm curious, uh, you know, I think this may have even included some of Jesus' disciples oh. here. You know, including like, the rebuke last week with Bartimaeus. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you know what what stuck out to me, and it continues to stick out to me. And I think this is the way we're to engage these kinds of narrative, you know, events in Jesus' life. Is we're really to we're really to engage our curiosity. You know, like enter into the story, enter into the narrative, and engage our curiosity. And Jonathan, just sitting here today, I've already preached the sermon, but just sitting here today and thinking about what struck me most is this whole reality of, you know, the biblical authors are very intentional with what they tell us in the Scripture. So when they tell us that, you know, that Zacchaeus was short in stature, that's not just filler. They're... they're they're explaining something, telling us something, and they they want us to process that reality. They want our imagination to engage that reality, and that's where my <laughs> that's where my unibrow came. Is is I was just thinking about okay, who is Zacchaeus and what was his experience? What was his experience in life? You know, to this day, and and so while I'm sitting here, just talking to you on the podcast, I'm literally thinking. I wonder what impact being of of small stature, likely being ridiculed, I wonder how that actually impacted the trajectory of his life into being a tax collector. Being in control and powerful, yeah. Yeah, well, yes, and I, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But like, maybe it's like, I'm going to get revenge on all these people that mm-hmm. have made fun of me. That's that that just hit me, uh, or 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 maybe uh, he he already has such a a poor self image that why not go ahead and be this this vocation you know that's ridiculed you know or hated by others you know and and that's just where my mind's going you know just trying to imagine how did he end up there like what was the life journey that led him to be. A tax collector, and so I'm just I'm just thinking about that, and I and I think that that's the way we're to engage the text. But that's really what that's really what struck me most is, um, what was his journey like? You know, coming up to that place. So, um, but I think there were some that grumbled. I think that's verse seven. That's right. 
And when they saw it, don't really know who they are, but could have been Pharisees, could have been the, the, the crowd. And when they saw it, that's that Jesus was going to go to Zacchaeus' house and have dinner or lunch or whatever. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. So I think it's very interesting that there was complete condemnation on Jesus because not only was he engaging a sinner, but he was going to enjoy the hospitality of a sinner. And you got to think about it. Enjoy the hospitality of a sinner on the backs of the people collecting their taxes. And uh, in other words, Jesus is enjoying the fruit of his thievery, maybe. Maybe oh, that's what they're wow. Robbery. Ooh, that, that's really good digging in the text. So my thought is, though, Freddie, you know, there's a lot. You know, we're going to see a lot worse things, you know, when Jesus goes before Pilate and they let the other criminal go, all the things he had done. So you talked about sin. You know, there's. I think I don't think you called it norm, normal sin. What did you, what did oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, so I wanted to make. I wanted to just kind of add a little supplement. Um, one of the things that I said in the sermon was, I asked people if they have a tendency to um, categorize sinners as normal sinners and extreme sinners, um, and where you know, we might find it easy to think that Jesus loves and came to die for normal sinners, but we might have difficulty thinking that Jesus really came for these extreme sinners. And fill in the blank as to what in your mind is extreme sinners. And just looking at and thinking about, the, you know, the kind of reputation that Zacchaeus had, you know, they the crowd labeled him as sinner, right? So... So I think in the flow of that text, it's definitely the crowd that's that's saying, you know, grumbling that Jesus would go in and eat with a, a sinner, right? So they they label him. He's got, you know, he's got a reputation. One of the things that I said was that I said that that's silly to think that that Jesus would love and die for, you know, some sinners, but not not others in that, you know, in terms of like uh, the kinds of sins. So I. So I want to reinforce that, but then give a little bit of a, a little commentary on it. Um, Jesus came for all sinners, the people that have sinned the least amount and the people that have sinned the worst, the people that have sinned what we might consider respectable sins and, and sins that we might, we might categorize as, oh, these are the extreme sins, right? Well, Jesus came for all. Jesus came for all. The, the point that I wanted to make was just simply... One of the reasons we might have difficulty thinking Jesus came for, you know, some sin, it's just simply that all sin is not, um, uh, all sin is not um, uh, equally as evil. You know, in, in, in other words, there are some sins that are far more horrific than other sins. And we all have kind of this innate sense of justice, right? And so that's why like a justice system works. And that's why we have outrage when some people get uh, lesser sentences in committing crimes than we think that they ought to, is this sense of justice. They didn't get what they should have gotten, right? So, so when, we, when we take that, that paradigm and that, that, that way of thinking in with our relationship with God, then we think, okay, some people are getting grace and forgiveness that shouldn't get it. Well, wait a second. None of us should get it, 
right? So it's only self-righteousness that would make us think, well, we should get it and somebody else shouldn't. But I did want to affirm that instinct that people have for justice, that instinct that people have to, in that framework for understanding, well, no, not all sin is equally horrific in the eyes of God. And, uh, and I think the last thing that I would just say is, is that we can trust that, that God will justly judge sin. Um, so, uh, you know, so, so the, the punishment for sin won't be um, uh, the same for every single person. God will justly judge sin. So, the, so his wrath, the punishment that, that people will experience in hell separated from God, it will all be horrific, but we, we, can, we can understand and trust that it's going to be appropriate to the amount and the kinds of sin that people have committed. That's all I want to say about that. And so, and so if you thought that was super scary to hear, and it kind of is in a way, because some sins are just some sins that we've done, Freddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, or, or some sins that we know what people have done yeah. in a weak moment or in a angry moment or in an right. unfortunate right. moment. Right, right. Um, justice is probably well-deserved, at least in the eyes of man and the eyes of God. But I think the, the good news I want to underscore the good news here. Yes. Is that's the, what the gospel's about. Yes. This is what Zacchaeus is a little bit about. Absolutely. And so when God couldn't look upon Jesus on the cross, it's because he was the most horrific of sins he was carrying. Yes. He took took away for us. So I just think if you just think, oh my gosh, I can remember when I, you know, it may not be the worst of the worst, but you may dip your head in shame or guilt rightfully so maybe uh, i know i do um that's what the good news is about yeah that yeah he, that every sin yeah. every single sin that he knew before would have that, that was committed before there was a creation he already was going to die yeah for that so that's there right. is no sin outside of rejection of christ that he can't save you from Isn't yeah great? J- jesus did not come to the cross thinking Okay, I'm going to come and, and give them a second chance to be good. <laughs> no, Jesus came to the cross because he saw us in all of our brokenness, in all of our sin. And it was a rescue mission to rescue us out of the just judgment that we were under. And hallelujah, hallelujah, grace is free and available and true. And the love of God is is poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit when we trust in Jesus. Today, salvation has come to this house since. He also is the son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Isn't that great stuff? That's right. Just, what, do you, what must you do to be saved? Just know you're lost right. and turn to Jesus. Turn away from your sin, turn to Jesus, the only one that can take you and save you. That's it. Super good stuff. Good Isn't it word. great? Just a great little event. We learned that word last week. I've, I've thought about it all week. Your teacher. That's right. No, this is this a, a couple that couple, have been right. attending real life. Yeah, said quit calling a story. Yeah, she said she did that. That's right. She, she quit calling it a story an and event. began to call it an event. I think, oh, that's helpful. It yeah, came out and, yeah. Because after, you you know, I took a class a little bit in college, and we, we, we sometimes remember things because we've been told a 
story about ourselves. Sometimes those are true, sometimes they're not. And, you know, Jesus and Zacchaeus is kind of that thing. You say it so many times, you see the little cartoons, if you have been in church your whole life, you see the large cartoon, and there he is hanging from the sycamore tree, and Jesus is waving him down, and you think it's a story, just like you think whatever your favorite fiction book's a story. Yeah, yeah. This is a true event that really happened to a real man that really needed salvation. And I think Jesus shows um, how much he loves us and what he did for Zacchaeus. Amen. Are you going to head on to Luke? We know what we're doing. Yeah, we're going to keep keep going Sweet. through Luke for now. Uh, excited to keep keep unpacking the sacred scriptures, uh, looking at Luke's writings, Doctor Luke. And you're going to do the parable of the ten. I don't know how to say that. Minus. 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 Uh, <laughs> research that this morning. I got up super early. I look forward to. To hearing what is super early in the world of JV five fifteen yeah. that's early for me that's super don't judge that's super early yeah I say in the bed and red but super um, early but yeah so I look forward <laughs> you know the terrible the parable terrible the terrible the parable of the of the uh, talents and the parable of the ten whatevers um, have always been hard I think I overthink it so yeah. I'm looking forward to next week I'll try to keep I, it I'll try to keep it simple no I just want to I'll keep reading I even read a couple of things this morning trying to see if there was any dovetailing between the two because he did just talk about Zacchaeus giving away half of what he he made and giving back fourfold to those who he cookeried yes um, so I look forward to next week any other thoughts about sermon this no week? that's good stuff man yeah. uh, we've got some exciting things coming up so let's talk about it right when we come back The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. But man, don't we have a lot of excuses for why we don't honor the Lord with our money? You know, ministry takes money. And when you give, God's work is propelled forward. I want to ask you to pray today. Pray and ask God to strengthen your faith, to deepen your resolve, to invest in His work, in His ministry, Worship the Lord today through your giving. Make a sacrifice. Set up recurring giving so that even when you can't be present at church, your gift is present. Simply text MISSION to 97000 to set up giving today. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Give to the Lord. All right, we're back. Um, so, community groups. We talk about community groups a lot in here, um, in here, <laughs> on the podcast. It is in the room, but it is on the podcast. And and if we haven't underscored the benefit and the effectiveness of you being in a community group. I, we can't we can't under overstate that enough of your commitment to a small group to just lean into them, help them, pray for them, all that. Um, but they're coming to an end slowly. I think some of them, some are continuing on, but this is kind of... No, t- no, no, none, none continue on during the summer. That's good. Yeah, so, they all ramp down. Season out. Yep. yep. Jonathan, what was, if you had to pick out one highlight from your community group this year, what's, what was your favorite thing? Um, that's what I asked the community group to do in my absence. Oh, is that week. right? And, and that's that's hard to say, Freddie, because then I would, I would hate to say what one person... I think the most recent thing, there's probably not, there's probably a bunch... Uh, seeing the growth of the relationships, the intimacy that was created, even for those that had just started in the last three or four weeks. Um, it was overwhelming. I was in tears last week at my last of community group. Um, but to see the depth of people's souls and love for God, um, I can, can give you 10 instances 
Uh, but I think most recently was um, a gentleman that shared, I think I shared this on the podcast two or three weeks ago, shared a psalm about how God put a new song in his mouth mm. after he was suffering from a, from a disease and illness mm. 10 years ago and how he is so joyful today. Amen. 10 years later, I mean, I was completely in tears. Yeah, wow. So I guess that's the most recent thing that kind of got me. What about, well, you You kind of, you kind of, what, what's your take on community groups? Yeah, well, seeing so many people equipped and empowered. Uh, I had the privilege of popping in lots of our community groups, but just seeing them in, in action, seeing people stepping into ministry roles, you know. Um, so you're right, community groups ramp down uh, this month. Right. They'll relaunch in September. September. So all our podcast listeners need to be praying about hosting a group yep. or facilitating a group. For sure. Uh, or doing both, and um, if not one of those, joining one for sure. That's right. That's right. But I, but I really want those. If if folks are regular podcast listeners, they really ought to think about hosting a group, uh, if not facilitating a group. So pray about that. Um, uh, but this summer, we've got lots of opportunities to connect and grow in our faith. We've got summer studies coming up. We've been touching on those, but JV, what is your summer study going to be on? It's on Sabbath and how we find our value in that Sabbath and what that means and what it doesn't mean. So one of the Ten Commandments, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So what is the whole background of that? Well, JV's going to unpack it. He's going to take a deep dive on the Sabbath and equip you so that uh, you can experience what God intended to give us a gift in the Sabbath. I'm so stoked. Thank you for teaching that, brother. Daniel Cox is doing worship. Yes, he is. That's right. And uh, I think Paul Boney's working on some core values of real life. That's right. That's right. Don't test me today. I think I could get them, but I have to. Uh, go for it, man. No, can't do it. I did. I wasn't it. there. I didn't see the banner. So okay, give me no. one. Just give me one. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Oh, there you go. You just thought we just ended the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Paul, uh, Chuck Cowell and a couple others. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of Bible studies are going on. Yeah. So text mission to 97,000 right now. Click the summer study number and you'll quickly be brought to a page where you can see all the studies, the days they meet, where they're going to be. Uh, even if you can't come to every study, even if you can only come to half of them, uh, Signing up for one, we know the summer can be a mobile time. Signing up for one, you know, if it's eight weeks long, connecting four of the weeks. If it's three weeks long, connecting two of the weeks. Um, go ahead and sign up and connect. Uh, mission drift is so easy. It's so easy. And, uh, and our summer studies are an intentional way for you to grow as a disciple of Jesus. So sign up for one today. Don't sign up for the Perfect Attendance Award. Just sign up because <laughs> you'll right. get something for it. Yeah, that's um, right. That's good. All right. Anything else? Love you, man. Love you. It's been great. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Keep it Jesus.